Hello and welcome to a special Lancet podcast about a new country series about health in Bangladesh. I'm Richard Lane and it's Thursday, November the 21st. Online today and over the next few weeks in the issues of the Lancet, you will see a six-part series about a remarkable story of health transition in Southeast Asia, the country that is Bangladesh, only 42 years old but already undergoing enormous change. One of the series gurus is Professor Mushtaq Chowdhury, who works for BRAC, which is a leading NGO in Bangladesh. And a few days ago, I discussed some of the key points about Bangladesh and the series. Well, as you said, that Bangladesh is a large country in terms of population, 150 to 160 million population. It is on a small mass of land, which is a delta, uh, the Ganges Delta. This makes Bangladesh probably uh, the, the, the most densely populated country in the world. So we have this, this, this issue here. But at the same time, we are also poor. We don't have much resources. We don't have any minerals except for some natural gas. We have had many sort of um, historically many masters. The Mughals from the, from the Western India and uh, Central Asia, also later on the British and then, and then the Pakistanis. So, so we went through all these kind of exploitation throughout history. And we finally became independent in 71 through a, a liberation war. How have the dynamics of the health of the population changed since independence? Now. There has been a huge lot of problems, of course, I and mean, the infant mortality was more than 150, the maternal mortality was more than 800, so one, uh, these are one of the worst uh, countries in the world in terms of health outcomes. It was a kind of a uh, challenge for the new government, but since the country became independent, so there are a lot of patriotism going through the, uh, uh, the people in this country. But the country was also facing a lot of uh, uh, political problems. There are quick change of uh, government, the military came and so on. But the civil society, which has been there since uh, the uh, liberation war, they have been consistently working uh, towards the development of the country, particularly the poor and women. That was one of the main sort of uh, thing that, that has happened in this country. And the second thing was that the, since it became in the independence after, after the war, so, so there were lot of um, uh, international attention to Bangladesh. So the donors were there and they wanted to pump in money and uh, the government was not functioning very well. So they found the NGOs as a good conduit to uh, channel the resources to reach the poorest. So that was the second kind of positive thing that, that helped Bangladesh. In terms of the dynamics of the population, sorry if this sounds too simplistic, is it fair to say that there's a shift from managing infectious diseases to more managing the effects of natural disasters, which is covered in the series, and, and also non-communicable diseases? This big shift is going on because of the large programs that we have been able to implement on tackling the infectious diseases, such as uh, the immunization program, the ORT program, and the ARI program, for example. We have been able to really contain those infectious diseases to a large extent. And also there has been some, some sort of uh, improvement in the economy as well. There hasn't been any huge food shortage since 1974. So this kind of uh, transition, the, both the demographic as well as the epidemiological transition is taking place. And the non-communicable diseases are now becoming more and more important. And that epidemiological shift is, is taking place. So that's one thing. The, the demographic uh, transition is also obviously, uh, we have had a, a huge reduction in fertility. Uh, in 1971, for example, we had a total fertility rate of 7. It has now gone down to 2.3, which is just over the replacement level. 
So this also giving rise to new issues such as aging and taking care of the elderly health, for example. The urbanization is increasing uh, quite fast, and most of these people are coming and uh, uh, residing in the slums. So this is also uh, giving uh, rise to new issues uh, uh, here in Bangladesh. From the Bangladesh series, what are the priority health challenges that Bangladesh faces in the future? One of the major challenges, as you say, will be the MCDs, uh, how, to, how to really tackle that. The other issue is the question of nutrition. We have done quite well in many sectors, but we haven't really done equally well in nutrition. So nutrition remains a major, major problem here. I mean, if you compare Bangladesh with, uh, with uh, countries in the sub-Saharan Africa, Although their um, per capita income is lower than us, but uh, their nutrition is better. So we need to really understand what is going on and why we are not being able to improve our nutritional status. But at the same time, when we have uh, uh, sort of uh, undernutrition, also there is a new trend also of, of overweight and, uh, and obese. So we are in nutrition, we are also uh, sort of... Uh, uh, faced with uh, kind of a double burden, uh, the, both the under and the over nutrition as well. The other issue is obviously the question of fertility. So, uh, although we have done done quite well in family planning and reducing fertility, but there is a huge sort of difference between uh, different areas of the country. So, for example, in some areas the fertility rate has gone down to under two, but in some areas it is nearly four. So there is a, a sort of difference between different areas within the country. Then also we have new issues of, of uh, for example, the question of financing and also the question of uh, how do you increase the accountability of the health system. So these are some of the issues that we are, we are, we are sort of uh, uh, facing now and, and will, be continue, will continue to face them in the near future. Thank you. Tell us a bit about the current way health is funded in Bangladesh because there is this public-private system, isn't there? Quite often you'll have physicians, doctors, clinicians working in the health system in Bangladesh. They're doing their public sector uh, health care in the morning and then they're doing private work in the afternoon. So presumably this must contribute to a great inequity in terms of accessing health services. It does. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's obviously, uh, like, like, like many other countries, this is an issue of that, uh, that uh, the public sector workers uh, work for the uh, government in the, in the morning and afternoon they have their own chambers. So obviously the, the, uh, uh, the poor do have access to the uh, government health system, but the quality of the of the system is 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 very sort of frustrating. So so although although the poor uh, are able to go to the uh, government hospitals and clinics, uh, the kind of uh, sort of support they get is is really frustrating, and people don't want to go there uh, because either the doctor is not there or the medicines are not there. So that's one issue in the system. The other issue is obviously there is a huge private sector. Private, uh, private is also very sort of, it's, it's not, uh, it's very heterogeneous private sector here. So, so we have the MBBS doctors who are also practicing, who may be charging a, a lot of money. But also then the, uh, there are uh, community health workers and also the informal providers. Uh, who are in who are in sort of uh, a huge number of them are working in the villages to the poor villages for example these informal workers are the first kind of uh, people they they go to they are cheap they are very convenient next door but they don't have any training and in many cases some studies are there which shows that the kind of treatment that they do not always they do the right thing and in some cases they even 
provide harmful treatment. That remains a major issue and we don't know how to deal with that. For example, in treating diarrhea, for example, they always try to make money out of that. They give antibiotics, uh, which is which is not needed. That's one, one small example. They make that. money because the patient has to pay for the cost of the antibiotics, which are not actually needed. Because the informal provider, they don't charge any consultation fee. Then we have also a large number of community health workers who have been trained by NGOs. Uh, and uh, such as BRAC, for example, BRAC has trained over uh, 90,000 uh, community health workers, all of whom are female, and uh, they, uh, they get a short training. But, 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 uh, but uh, uh, as you well know, that the community health worker model uh, uh, hasn't worked everywhere well. How much training do these community health workers get? You know, how good is the quality of the care they can offer? What sort of things can they can they do? They are trained to give treatment to 10, um, 10 most common illnesses such as diarrhea and uh, also uh, uh, common fever and, 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 and so on. They have also been trained to provide uh, treatment such as for, for, for TB. DOTS program is, uh, is, is, is a kind of a joint partnership between the NGOs and the government. And the NGOs provide the treatment to the community health workers. Uh, but 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 the government provides the medicine free of cost. So there, the uh, the NGO government partnership is 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 working very well actually. And in terms of the the Bangladesh series, there is this very clear call to action, and unsurprisingly, because it's obviously um, the way a lot of uh, health campaigns are going at the moment, national health campaigns, and, and that's under this umbrella of universal health coverage. How does Bangladesh get from a situation where it is now, where it doesn't have a, a, a proper holistic health system, to where it wants to be, which is universal health coverage? What, what will that journey be like? Is it really achievable? It's going to take time. I mean, it cannot be achieved overnight. And uh, as, as I said, that I was in Thailand, and I have seen uh, even a country like Thailand that took uh, 28 years to achieve universal coverage. Now they have a wonderful system now, which is a kind of a uh, example for the third world. We are not expecting that uh, anything will happen overnight, but the government has to take responsibility. Uh, and they have to sort of uh, uh, behave well in, in, in terms of achieving the universal health coverage. And if they embrace that, that they will achieve that. Uh, they have to uh, do it in a, in a uh, in the kind of a phased manner. So, uh, so for example, one of the uh, um, uh, essential for uh, universal to ensure uh, universal health coverage, which will also uh, increase the accountability, is really to separate the purchaser function from the uh, provider function of the Ministry of Health. Uh, uh, now it is in in one office. So, 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 so both the uh, uh, the Ministry is uh, uh, providing the services to the hospitals and clinic. They are also sort of uh, uh, financing it directly. So if if they create a separate um, uh, uh, sort of uh, purchaser uh, uh, organization, which will be uh, independent of the Ministry of Health, then uh, uh, that will create some kind of uh, uh, accountability, and the system will start uh, performing better. So you're proposing one of the things that needs to happen is an independent ministry, NHSO, National Health Service Office separate to the health ministry, which would be there to, um, to to fund and to make sure, you know, that the health system 
uh, was was being funded and organised in the right way. That's right. But that's going to need money. Where's the money going to come from? That's, that's another issue. But 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 as the WHO report, if you uh, say that, I mean, uh, it's 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 not always the money that that uh, 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 that matters. It's the, it's the intention. So if they think that uh, uh, they will do it, and uh, if they reduce, for example, the wastage that happens uh, in the in the ministry, in the health services, there will be good amount of sort of uh, savings from there, which which they can use for, for that. So is there wastage in the health ministry, what, administratively, or do you mean clinically out in the field in a way that's... Both, both. You do believe that Bangladesh can achieve its path to universal health coverage? Yeah, but but, but uh, as I said, that uh, we, we, we are not expecting it to uh, do it overnight. How long do you uh, think? And that's not possible, obviously, I mean, uh, uh, because uh, many of the people in the ministry they even don't know what is universal coverage is. <laughs> so they have to start the process, what is, what is important. Well, what we have been able to do, I mean, uh, over, the, over the last one year, is that they now have a, uh, the, the, the health financing strategy, which is now talking about issues like this, for example, to achieve universal coverage at, at some point in the future. So really adhering to it and following you through would, would, would also help. In addition to that, it will also be important to uh, uh, really th uh, think of other other health insurances, for example, particularly the social health insurance. We have the uh, formal sector, for example, is is growing. So, so the government we were suggesting that the government legislate that that uh, uh, large industries must have uh, health insurance for their employees. We have a large uh, uh, ready-made garment sector, which has become famous recently because of this uh, collapse of the building, for example. And which employs uh, uh, a million workers already. Uh, so, so, so if if the government is is able to uh, sort of pass legislation that uh, workers must be covered through some health insurance, that will that will also go a long way. Many thanks again to Professor Mushtaq Chowdhury. Do enjoy reading the series. Thanks for listening. See you next time.